Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Servatius. We'll make this the paint-by-numbers version. So many shocking numbers this week. We'll start with insane thing number one, and that number is zero. As in, zero inflation. The news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Today, we learned that last month, our economy had 0% inflation. Um, no. Folks, this is gaslighting, and it's also a sign of total desperation. I've got the report they got that from. Here's the trick they're using. The actual inflation number is 8.5%. So how do we calculate inflation in this country? Well, we look at July uh, compared, the prices compared to a year ago. They're 8.5% higher by the formula the federal government uses. So it's 8.5%. That's always how it's calculated. Has been for years. There's another number, though, in the same report that says, uh, what is the inflation month to month? Well, they're right. It's zero because it went down. But here's the trick they're using. That's happened a couple times already this year. Like in April, they could have said, we have 0% inflation, April 2022. 0% 0% inflation. Why? Because it went down from 8.5% inflation the month before in March. So in March, it was 8.5%. In April, it was 8.3%. And then it goes back up. So they could have said zero before. That number always reads that way. But we all know what happened after March and April. It went up and it stayed up and prices didn't come down. A more shocking but telling number in that report, one that's more realistic, is 37%. That's the inflation rate year over year for July for three things. You put three things together, you get 37% inflation. Gasoline, utility, so your electricity, and food. That's desperation. Folks, people this week were burning things to the ground and rioting This week in Argentina, over 50% inflation. But the truly shocking gut punch of a number this week, while we were pretending everything was great and prices were coming down, they're not. The truly shocking number this week, 
was 51%. That's from the New York Fed. That's the increase in credit card balances over the last year. It is the highest jump ever recorded in U.S. history. Higher even than the Great Recession when we put a lot of our pain on credit cards. What does that tell you? That tells you we are in a very deep recession and we are potentially teetering on the edge of the depression. Insane thing number two. Two numbers, negative 71,000 and a million. Negative 71,000, that's how many full-time jobs were lost in July. A shocking number. You're thinking, wait, I thought we created 528,000 new jobs. We were celebrating. Um, No, we lost full-time jobs. These are the big breadwinner jobs. We lost full-time jobs, 71,000 in July. We added 320,000 plus part-time jobs. Almost all low wage, most of them at bars and restaurants. Basically, this is people so desperate, they're taking those bar and restaurant jobs that nobody would take before. You know how they struggled to wait your table because there was nobody in the kitchen? People are so desperate with full-time jobs drying up, they're beginning to take those jobs. But a million is the truly shocking figure. It shows you the wall we just hit. A million job openings that were there in the spring. Remember, we would whine and complain because we couldn't fill them? Gone. Wiped right off the books. Former Trump economic advisor Steve Cortez, who helped set up the wonderful Trump economic policy we all love so much, explained the just mind-bending impact of how fast things are going south this week. Job openings in the United States. We just got that news out last week. It was surprisingly low. It missed expectations by about a quarter million jobs. Joe Biden inherited tremendous uh, momentum from from Donald Trump. There was upward momentum in job openings. It has now crested and turned over. And the total there of job openings is down over a million from the peaks of this spring. Over a million. That is really, really critical. If we look at those kind of forward-looking indicators... Insane thing number three, it's the number, 60%, as in the death rate for the Nipah virus. What's that? It's a coronavirus. One, it turns out they were working on and likely still are at the Wuhan lab in China. See, the Trump raid, oops, didn't mean to give away an insane thing. That's coming up. The Trump raid buried the news of the Senate testimony about the Wuhan lab. The under oath testimony came from Dr. Stephen Quay, and it was to the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee on the 60% death rate from the Nipah virus, which was an infectious clone format, a BSL level four pathogen and CDC designated bioterrorism agent. They were doing dangerous gain of function research. What is that? That's where it teaches this virus which is deadly, yes, but not very infectious. It doesn't spread very well, to spread faster and to be more lethal. It could wipe out if it were to ever get out and make the round 60% of the population, which leaves you with the question. This is a Chinese military bioweapons lab. Why is our Pentagon funding research there that is being done by our gravest enemy? We know this, for whatever reason, that research is really important to the Democrat Party, and they don't want it to stop. Last year, in June, Senator Rand Paul sponsored a bill. It unanimously passed the Senate to stop federal funding of the Wuhan lab. You think we could all agree that would be a good idea? Well, Democrats, Republicans alike, voted for it. This is one of the ways that the Democrat Party provides cover. The bill goes over to the House, where it has to be passed, 
and Nancy Pelosi chop blocks it, drops it, won't let it pass. Why on earth would you protect funding for a lab that is producing deadly pathogens and more than likely leaked or deliberately let one out already? I don't know. For people who are awfully interested in population control, their interest in continuing to fund the Wuhan lab is truly terrifying. That leads us to insane thing number four and the number 2020, since we're still painting by numbers here. To set this one up, I got to go back to September of 2020. This World Economic Forum big drive after the COVID lockdowns when they discovered that the lockdowns had reduced Greenhouse gas emissions by 20%. They wanted to keep them. They wanted to keep you locked up in your house and demanded the world do it. The actual paper on this on the World Economic Forum's website is called Emissions Fell During Lockdown. Let's keep it that way. And I actually read this report to my audience at the time and said, wow, these people are terrifying, but they'll never convince people to do this because of COVID. Well, they did. You're still effectively in lockdown, they pulled it off. But the Democrats did it by pulling 1.5 million barrels per day off the world market of U.S. gasoline and ramrodding gas prices upward. Headline in Bloomberg, gasoline demand in U.S. falls below 2020 lockdown summer. We are driving less now than when we were locked down due to gas prices. And that hasn't changed, even though they've come down a little. Why? That number from earlier in this podcast, 37%. Food and utilities are still so expensive and gas is still so historically expensive. Remember, it was only $2.36 when Biden came into office per gallon that people are behaving literally still like they are in lockdown, locking themselves in their houses without orders from their government. It's eerie how Democrats have achieved exactly what the World Economic Forum demanded. And remember, the World Economic Forum, those are the people behind the Great Reset. Those are the people who want to reset the world economy away from capitalism and toward fascism, toward communism. And those are the people who say you'll own nothing but be happy and you'll have much less and be happy. Their goal is literally to shrink the world economy because it's greener and much better. Well, they just did. They put people effectively in lockdown with their energy policies. Unbelievable. That leads us to insane thing number four, the Trump raid. I could do four podcasts on that, but I'll spare you. Here's the most insane thing about the Trump raid. It was greenlighted by the GOP leadership. Wait, what? Oh, it was subtle. So you probably missed it. The FBI sure didn't. Take a look at this article in The Federalist this week. These top GOP senators still haven't condemned Democrats' banana republic FBI raid on Donald Trump. And it's shocking. See, the leadership of the Democrat Party essentially is the top three guys in the Senate, the top three guys in the House. That's the GOP leadership. Democrats look to them for their cues on what they can get away with and what they can't. And nobody noticed this week the top leader of the GOP right now with Trump out of office is Mitch McConnell. He never condemned the raid. Oh, the FBI didn't miss this. He said they needed to answer some questions about it. He didn't condemn it, though. What did the number two in power, Roy Blunt, say? Nothing. No condemnation. Nothing. How about number three in the Senate? Third-ranking GOP leader, John Thune. Nothing. 
What is this telegraph? These three have been largely silent throughout every single one of the FBI's outrages. And this week, their silence continued. What does that mean? They gave the FBI the nod. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Whatever the FBI does next will be even more outrageous. Or the DOJ or the two together. You know why? They just got the nod. But didn't fourth in line GOP leader Kevin McCarthy? He'll be the majority leader in the House if the Republicans take it back. Didn't he say something? Why, yes, he did. But the FBI knows how to read that too. So do I. Kevin McCarthy promised that if we elect him speaker and if we take back the House, he'll investigate. He figures you don't know. There's already an open investigation in the FBI. Both the Trump-Russia hoax and the Hunter Biden collusion to hide his crimes in file folders that are digital inside the FBI that those investigating Hunter can't see. That's how they're protecting him right now. Yep. And he promised investigation. He, he figures you don't know they're already investigating. And especially that you don't know that the reason those investigations are getting absolutely nowhere is because the Republican leadership hasn't backed them. See, the day that the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago was a very special day, as I explained earlier. That was the day the information Senator Chuck Grassley, who's leading this investigation, they figure you don't know about, demanded as the deadline for the FBI to turn over the Hunter Biden documents of the work that Agent Brian Auten had done to hide Hunter's crimes from the investigators investigating Hunter's crimes. Auten, by the way, you'll remember from an earlier Battleground podcast, is the same FBI agent who faked, by presenting fake information to the court, the Trump collusion narrative. He was key to it. So that's who that guy is. Grassley, after FBI whistleblowers came to him, gave them a deadline. And what did they do on that deadline? Because the GOP leadership didn't back Grassley. No, they raided Trump's home, Mar-a-Lago. The deadline passed. Did GOP leadership say anything about turning over information to the Senate on the Hunter Biden administration, the Russia collusion hoax? Oh, heck no, they didn't. Why? Because they're, pre- they're protecting Hunter too. And why? They want Trump gone. He's a pull on their power. They have to share the fundraising hall with him. They can't elect it, direct it solely themselves uh, where they want it and be the ultimate power break- brokers of the party. They don't like that. So they're sitting back and letting the FBI get rid of Trump for them. But back to Kevin McCarthy. He's a smooth operator. The other thing he promised this week, and he, he did condemn the rape, but that doesn't mean anything when the top three in the party don't say anything. Um, he also promised he would use subpoenas. If you elect him, he figures you don't know he was in Republican leadership the last time the GOP investigated the FBI, but got nowhere. Why? Because they leveled subpoenas at the FBI and the DOJ, but the Republican leadership didn't back those subpoenas. There were 36 of them, you'll remember, leveled at the FBI and the DOJ. 
And Jim Jordan went on television once and explained why they couldn't get this information because Paul Ryan had never uh, signed off on it. Essentially, let the FBI know they didn't have to comply by not demanding they comply. See, it's a game. Well, Kevin McCarthy figures you don't know anything about those subpoenas or that he was the second in GOP House leadership during that time and stayed silent, never said a thing about compliance. The FBI knows how to read all of this. And they know that what Kevin's doing is a hose job too. He's just a little noisier than the others. Altogether, what it says is, don't worry. You can continue to terrorize Trump. Whatever you want to do next is fine. Go ahead and indict him. We don't care. Use uh, fake, fraudulent information that you submit to the courts like you did during Cross of Fire Hurricane. And don't worry. All we'll do is investigate slash non-investigate you like we're doing now. Oh, and we won't make you comply with our subpoenas. So you're good. You're protected. Go for it. It's outrageous. Insane things, number five and six, are Attorney General Merrick Garland demanding that you respect the FBI and not criticize or critique their integrity. And the FBI director himself demanding that you not critique their integrity, which he says undermines the rule of law. Wait, wait, wait. Since when are we not supposed to critique law enforcement? All the left did during the summer of love was critique law enforcement, but somehow that was not believed to undermine the integrity, although it did undermine the structural integrity of American cities to the tune of $1 billion in damage and 35 dead. But that was fun. It was good. Um, that was absolutely outrageous this week. Ray acting like he's the head of the FBI. Uh, they are as pristine as the driven snow. But never mind this number, four. The number, that's the number of FISA applications they lied to the court on and presented fraudulent evidence. It was so bad, one guy has already been indicted and convicted, Kleinsmith, he took the fall for them all, of altering emails before they were submitted to the court to make it look like they had Russian collusion information when those actual emails said the opposite, that what was in the Steele dossier wasn't true. Trump didn't have Russian connections. The FBI, then we learned, doctors evidence. So when you hear that the FBI has evidence, put evidence in a warrant, submitted evidence to the court, understand it means absolutely nothing. Where Trump's involved, they have a history of committing perjury, of altering, falsifying information and evidence. And they'll do it again because, well, see the last insane thing. The GOP leadership will protect them. They won't even lose their jobs. The good news, though, is that the FBI and the DOJ are running on fumes. It's not going to be as easy as when they made up the entire Russia collusion hoax. They had a lot more credibility back then. So did the media. Now the media polls below Congress. For many, many years, Congress was the least trusted institution in America. Now the media polls slightly lower. So the media needs to rely on the FBI's reputation in order to sell this to the American people. But the FBI doesn't have much of a reputation left. Here's why. Senate investigator Sam Dewey nailed it on Fox News this morning. Because they have a huge credibility deficit. Look at Crossfire Hurricane. Agents involved lied to the court to get a warrant. When you have that credibility deficit, when you are doing something that it, this extraordinary, 
you need to be open. You need to satisfy the American people that this isn't political. Tell us why mm-hmm. it was necessary. The final insane number for this week would have to be a percentage of a degree. See, if it passes, the Inflation Resuscitation Act is going to dramatically increase inflation. Moody's, the Congressional Budget Office, they've all said it'll increase it a little, but they're wrong. The Democrats are using an accounting trick where they're going to tax people through their army of auditors, 87,000. I can't believe that number. That number is crazy. So the Democrats um, show the bill is paid for, but there's a problem. It'll take a decade to collect that money, and they intend to print the bulk of it in the first year. So they'll have to print the bulk of it in the first year. That's going to cause another big inflationary hit. Again, they won't collect it all for a decade, but the printing of it will go over three years. That's going to jack inflation through the roof because of the timing of it. But the actuaries who put it together aren't allowed to count it that way. That's the big secret. All of it for this. By the end of the week, they were calling it a climate bill because even majorities of Democrats told pollsters they didn't believe it would do anything to help with inflation. So it's a climate bill. Does it help with climate? According to the Wall Street Journal, oh, heck no. They quoted climatologist Bjorn Lomberg, who used the UN climate model to measure the impact on global temperatures by 2100, when we'll all be dead, of this bill. And he found the bill will reduce global temperature rise at the end of the century. Are you ready for this? By 0.028 degrees Fahrenheit to 0.0009 degrees Fahrenheit. And all for almost a trillion dollars in printed funny money. In other words, it's useless. What will happen next week? I don't know. But have you noticed these insane thing podcasts are getting longer and more insane? I expect more of that next week. Although, how much more insane, I can't imagine. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.